0: Sci-Fi
1: Saturday night.
2: Sci-Fi
1: Saturday night. <laughs> Stay tuned with the two of two
2: O's. See? Sci-Fi Saturday night. sci Saturday
1: We will begin in a immense invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof.
3: It's your sacred duty to tell
1: us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message will bring your people. Yeah,
2: they're dead. They're all messed up.
3: Bye-bye Saturday night.
1: Good evening, everybody, unless it's morning, and welcome to yet again another Area 51 recording of Sci Fi Saturday Night, the only podcast to guarantee that it's a gross waste of electrons with no excess carbon emissions. And if you listen, you get to hear stuff. This week is episode 505, and it's a very special episode because A, it's not going up on a Saturday, and B, it's not going up at night, and C, some very special friends are joining us. It's a mask mandated episode here. So if I sound a little muffled, it's got nothing to do with the fact that I'm wearing a mask. It's just that it's muffled. Joining us tonight um at the uh the uh the help desk is uh our our old friend uh who's who's here to talk about cool stuff. Uh at the sci-fi saturday night gaming console our taciturn technical trouble wrangler kriana
3: so it's not sci-fi saturday night anymore it's kind of sci-fi stuff whenever we feel like it
1: okay i can do i think you. that's catchy <laughs> i'll get yeah, the shirts good then we've got to, re- we've got to rebrand everything and yeah. i mean we could, we could do that okay good but it's much more work for you if we do i know so do keep that in mind and and walking his way through his gerbil tunnels here in the area 51 Snicker Snack Room, it's uh, Commander Cam. Cam, how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing pretty darn good. Uh, getting my exercise, getting those steps in. You know, yeah, got to got to keep you know limber. You know, keep moving.
1: Keep your lumbar limber, and, and I,
3: I'm imagining you doing one-handed push-ups at your PC.
1: <laughs> actually, yep, you,
3: you can you can imagine that. I'm not sure I can do it, but please imagine <laughs> it. Then, then then I'll grow imaginary muscles and I'll just be imaginarily imaginarily stronger. Correct.
1: <laughs> so so a funny thing happened uh, this week. Uh, um, a couple weeks back we did our 500th show, and because we've done them out of order, that was actually maybe five or six weeks back in the amount of shows uh, that you've listened to, should you have actually listened to them. And t- <laughs> towards the end of the show, we kind of reminisced uh, amongst the cast members about people that we just hadn't talked to in a while that we really missed and wanted to talk to. And among the top five, actually among the top two, was this this dynamic duo husband and wife team Tracy and Laura Hickman. And about a day ago or two days ago, uh, I got this weird text from Kriana, uh that started with Guess who I just got an email from? And I texted back. I said, Was it one of the top two? And she went, Yup. So joining us tonight uh, are two very incredibly cool people. Great friends of the show, uh, great personal friends of ours, and it's wonderful to have them back and wonderful to talk to them again. Tracy and Laura Hickman, welcome back to Sci-Fi Saturday Night, guys.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank
0: you very much.
2: It's so good to be back. Yeah, you were talking and, and just before we... We got all of this started, and, and you were telling me that it's been since 2016. Since, five years. <laughs> five years since I've been on the show.
1: The last show that you were on, Tracy, was TalkCast 333, which was October 8th, 2016.
2: 200 what? shows oh. later. Oh, my
1: goodness.
2: <laughs> that, is, that is just wrong. You never write. You never call. I. You, you
1: know, don't. I don't. I don't. And, and evidently neither did you
2: and I I, it's true well it, it has been a crazy a crazy time these last 5 years has just been uh, been wild so yeah. what's new so what's new well <laughs> let's see um uh, i think the, the most exciting thing for us that's going on right now is that we launched a kickstarter um exactly and one
0: week ago
2: exactly one week ago today yeah now you was that
1: like a, a three-week kickstarter yes yeah
2: usually you know they they'll do a four-week kickstarter or sometimes longer i suppose but but yeah you you run th- uh, four weeks and then somewhere right in the middle there there's like this doldrums
1: that this week few- of death that occurs in yeah. there. yeah
2: yeah, and it, it's an anxious week, you know. But oh, yes, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> kind of a, it, it's also kind of a, um, uh, a too long of a second act pause, you know, before you get to the third act and everything starts to get resolved. And uh, a lot of people we talked to said that, uh, especially this time of year, it was probably better to do a shorter uh, campaign than than the longer one and just kind of cut out the. Uh, that long second act
0: and we before didn't to
2: we, before we get to,
0: yeah I'm, that I'm makes sorry. sense
2: uh laura
1: you were you were trying yeah. to say something when yeah, i stepped so we down we didn't want
0: to it. run into the holidays
1: yeah before we get too far along the title of the kickstarter is and i'm gonna murder it so terry you do it for
2: me but sky raiders of oberox and
1: i knew i was
2: going to murder it i <laughs> yeah. didn't even try well yeah and and if you think that's bad and uh one of uh, one of our dear friends that's actually helping out with the campaign is uh joe manganello
1: oh there yeah. was another name i wasn't going to try
2: <laughs> yeah i was gonna to <laughs> pronounce that one too yeah so, yeah, no, we we have uh, actually been, for almost a year now, uh, Laura and I have been working with um, uh, good friends of ours, uh, Joe and Kim Borey.
0: Who are such talented people, and we're just so excited to be working with them. We've known them for about, I don't know, 10 years?
2: Oh, very nearly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, we'd actually met them here locally. They were um, neighbors neighbors of ours. And um, then it turned out that uh, Joe and I both uh, took positions at the void, and we were both working at the void. i I would write the scripts. Joe was uh, um, one of the uh, programmer designers, the engineers there that that built the system that made it all work. And um, he was very much an experienced design, actually. So he and I worked together very closely at the void, and then we knew each other also. Um, outside the void here locally, so I don't, we've actually I, been working on this for uh, over a year.
1: And yeah. don't forget Larry Elmore for God's sake is some is iconic fantasy artist.
2: We're so and with a name that. you can pronounce.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's that's one of his really great assets to us is that everyone can pronounce his name.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: Well, we've known Larry, of course, since the Dragonlance days. We've, um, in fact, from the very, very beginning of Dragonlance, uh, Larry would uh, work on his own time at home and produce uh, technical drawings and sketches and, and art for Dragonlance um, just for us to uh, sell the project into the company. So, I, you know, we've been working with Larry since the since those very early days at TSR Incorporated in Lake Geneva, and uh, and he was very much uh, at the founding of Dragonlance and was a huge part in building it. So for us, I, I mean, when we were doing this new Kickstarter, uh, which is a 5e uh, Kickstarter, um, so it's compatible with uh, D&D 5th edition.
0: Or Or are we supposed to say the greatest role-playing game system in the world and not actually say?
2: Oh, yes, that's right. right. Yeah, for for whatever legal reasons, I think we're supposed to say that 5e is associated with the greatest fantasy role-playing game in the history of the world. For legal purposes only, gotcha.
3: (laughs) You're going to have to beep out where he said Dungeons and Dragons
2: now. Okay, yeah, that'd be cool. Then people will be able to imagine their own thing. that I could, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll i keep it up when he says it, but not when you said it. How's that? Oh,
2: Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're at, so I called Larry up. I thought, you know, this would be just, oh, it'd be wonderful if, if he could do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For us, for our, uh, uh, for this wonderful campaign world that we were building. And um, I called him up and Larry, Larry being Larry, he's just such a great guy. Um, he said, "Well, he said, you know, I, I really decided not to take on any more commissions uh, for art." He said, "I, I'm working on my last commission, and and I want to just, you know, I want to start painting the things I want to paint, and not have to worry about, you know, somebody telling me what to paint." And I said, "Well, I said, Larry, I think that's great. I think that that really, you've earned that. You've worked hard, and." And And you should paint what you want to paint. And then he said, "But I'll do this one last one for you." Oh, <laughs> Lord. And we were so thrilled. We were so thrilled. Oh, we come
0: were willing on. to do that with us. Good Lord, yes.
2: And I love, and I love tying in that, you know, that legacy. I mean, this is actually the first um, this the first fantasy role-playing world. That Laura and I have uh, done together since Dragonlance, I think.
0: That's. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, we did we did Ravenloft together, and uh, and Dragonlance was found uh, was very much uh, founded from uh, from us and our designs that we took with us to TSR back in the day.
0: And yeah, when Tracy started.
2: So it's it's really exciting for us actually now after all of these years, uh, to be able to come together again and to create something new and, and exciting and something that we really very much want to play.
1: The, the music that's in the uh, the teaser trailer that you have there, is that some of the music that, uh, and I'm going to screw up this name, Carl Pruser.
2: Hey, that's pretty good. Carl Pruser. yeah. Good job. Very nice. You wow, should have stuck with that's the other one in one. a row. She's probably been batting a thousand. <laughs> No, um, Carl, Carl's an interesting guy. Carl um, uh, worked on the music for uh, the Dragonlance movie, um, and uh, and I just loved the soundtrack for the film. Um, and so, um, and, and as it turns out, Carl was very much a fan of Dragonlance and 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 very excited about working on the project. So well, when this project came up, I Asked him if he was would be interested in helping with this project as well, and he he jumped right on it. Bless him. He he uh, he said, "I'll tell you what. Send send me what you've got. I'll I'll write a theme for you." And I said, "Well, wow, that's amazing." He said, "I'll just do that for you, and if we want to do some more music after that, we'll come to we'll we'll figure it out." That's amazing. Then then after we started in this, he said, "Ah, you know what? Go ahead and send me." the kickstarter video and I'll score it oh, oh how cool so we have we have this hollywood soundtrack um uh musician scorer who who has scored our sound uh, score literally scored the kickstarter video so that it would it would sound and feel like film
1: you know I'm sorry but when i hit the play button on it the first time it went uh wow <laughs> it, it was just that was not what i expected to hear you know mm-hmm. i i ex- i expected to hear the dulcet tones of tracy or or the lilting voice of laura very beautifully explaining what this was i did not expect to hear the strings and the whole at and i just kind of went whoa this is this we've gone we've gone miles above where i thought this was going and what it was going to so i mean you know
2: i was I became, that a pun
3: based on sky Raider? it's it's miles above
2: yes very, uh, much. Uh-huh. very much miles above
1: it was an, an unintentional pun <laughs> it?
2: sure it was well, and it's it, it's been great. I mean, Carl's been really great working with, and he's he's so excited about the project. In fact, he uh, texted me the other day and said, "When can we get started on it? I, I want." To,
0: that's so great. I want
2: you to you tell me what I can do and some more stuff I can make for you. Oh, oh God, Carl, that's amazing, mm-hmm. and he's he's been just tremendous to to work with. We've also got uh, Matt Stawicki.
1: who is. Thank during- you for doing that name for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm just pitching it here for you, Dom. Okay, um, doing a great job, Tracy. Thank you. <laughs> Master Wiki uh, actually did a number of Dragonlance covers, some of the later Dragonlance covers, and uh, the and I really loved the texture of what he was doing as well. So he was super excited to work with us yeah. as well, and, and we're
0: so grateful. All these talented people were were willing to come and play in our sandbox.
2: And, and very much caught the vision of what we were trying to exactly. trying to create here—the the romance of it and and
3: and, and the longing at, at the heart of what we're building. And there's a very interesting thing that you've added to this because I mean, as a a D and D player who absolutely loves playing Dungeons and Dragons has since I was a kid, you know, they, you you've got the books, you've got the maps, and I'm. I am dro- drooling over the maps. In fact, my finger's hovering over the purchase button right now, so you know, just forgive me. Um, but you have some added something to this that I think is a very interesting twist. Could you tell us something about the LTS, or, or Living Tome System?
2: Oh, absolutely. <coughs> Excuse me. The Living Tome System actually is kind of an, out, uh, an outgrowth of the work that uh, Joe and I had done at The Void and And our discussions there about different ways that we could use um, uh, AR, for example, in in games. And Joe and I both, well, actually all four of us, uh, all four of us play and 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 game. And um, all of us were very deeply concerned with the idea of how to keep the game on the table and how to keep people uh, keep people's faces out of the glass. Because uh, role-playing games are social games, and they're about us talking with each other and dealing with each other and and weaving story together, and and, and it and and technology so often I think when they approach games like role-playing games or tabletop games, uh, want to get between the player and the game, and uh, that
0: is so something we didn't want to do.
2: Yeah, and so. But what we did want to do is we wanted to create something that was magical and something that would enhance play and assist uh, game masters as opposed to be burdensome to them or or take them out of the moment.
0: To add a little something to the game, but to keep people um, engaged uh, around the table as opposed to in the screen It's just an
2: aid. So, I mean, there have been a number of people who've, who've contacted us in the Kickstarter and said, do I have to use the app in the game? Well, no, it's, it is a role playing game. You know, if you want to just use the books, go ahead and just use the books. But I think if you do that, you're missing out on an element of magic in gaming that we're bringing to the table That's uh, that's new and exciting for me.
0: And, you know, we'll have these little mini games in the app, which we're very excited about, that will uh, be for people around the table if they want to engage in that together. And it should be fun.
2: Yeah. So a couple of examples, I think, are probably the easiest way to describe how, how this app works. Um, in in the game, in the books, the physical books, okay, and as well as some of the ancillary Add-on uh, things that you can get. You can find um, pictures of historical figures from this world's past. Um, uh, you know, a, a picture of, of of the botanist and and the naturalist. Uh, a, a picture of an ancient um, fey wizard. Um, and and you can actually use the app if you point the app at these pictures and the app knows where you are in the story, in, in the adventure that you're playing, it will, it will recognize that image, and it will, the image will speak to you, so to, so to speak, through the app. And if your character would know some piece of information about the, the history or the, or the ancestry of, of, of where you are at, Then the app will tell you a piece of information that the other players may not know, and so and it takes and it takes into account your stats when it does that. So if you're you know if you have a high level of intelligence, you may get more information that somebody else would not.
0: And in fact, it takes away it takes that moment out of the game where the player has to that takes you out of the game where the player has to say, so what do I know about this to the game master? It will be in their hand instead and they can say this is what i know about this part of history or this part of magic
2: they may shake with a historian and discover uh, a legend about this particular place that nobody else at the table knows and then as their character they can say you know i recognize this place and, mm-hmm. and there's an old story about this place and they get to relate that into the game rather
3: than have the game master, tell everything. And it's- you know what's I love about that, Tracy and Laura, is because, like I said, I played, I have role-played for ages. And one of the most difficult things is as a, G- a GM, because I've been a GM, is taking that one player out of the room and going, okay, all you guys just sit there for a moment. I'm going to take this person out of the room and I'm going to tell them that little secret. Now you don't have to. In fact, it looks like, because what I'm looking at on this screen is you have the equivalent of being able to pass another player a note and saying, Hey, Mm -hmm. you've just been possessed by a wraith. Don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and then give them messages through Mm -hmm. their phone. And so you can tell them, you know, okay, the Wraith wants you to go down this hallway and go deeper into the tomb. And you're going to attempt to lead the other players along. And you don't and nobody sees like when you when I was role playing, I had to be very surreptitious and failed every time of sliding the to somebody, because then everybody else knew there was something going on with this. Because everybody's got their phone right in front of them, nobody's ever going to see that 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 one person had something come up on their phone. And I love that part because for me, for that point, because I loved you know that storytelling portion of role playing was what always drove me and the people I played with. You can then pass that little piece of information on, like a director handing something off to an actor and saying, "Here, I want you to play with this." pretend you're possessed or pretend you are the uh, a wraith that's possessed you trying to lead people and do that and it it just makes so much more fun and adds a bit of depth to the story that only you the gm and the player share i think that is such a wicked cool addition oh it's very very exciting we
2: are excited
0: and yes you've got the vision of what what we have in mind for it
2: Imagine, for example, looking at a map in in the book and and looking at it through the lens of the living tome and suddenly having a route on the map appear for you. And you now know where to go and you can convey that to the group as opposed to, you know, it, it, it just makes it, it just, part of it is to, of course, give everybody that moment where they can say, I know something that everybody else does not, or here, I think we need to go here, and it, <clears throat> and and do so still in character without having to break into mechanics. It, it's one of, the, one of the most exciting things, I think, about this system is that it's designed specifically to enhance the play on the table, um, not to replace it.
3: Yeah, that's one of the things I've always had when I'm talking to people that don't play as often as I do, is that one of their complaints is, "But what do you do when you need to look things up?" And yeah, and yeah, that is probably when the GM is really good. I mean, I'm I'm not great, but I'm pretty I'm pretty darn good. Is you have to memorize a lot of that stuff so that you don't break away. And I think this is going to make life a lot easier for people because that GM can literally have everything at his fingertips. And the players don't have to look it up so you can stay in character and you can just continue to play in character. No, I think this is just it's I think this is absolutely the most brilliant part of this, other than the fact that just the really amazing people you've got attached to this. It's just it's a really cool addition. One of the one
2: of the stretch goals, in fact, that we just passed not not too long ago was uh, the the multiplayer ship um, uh, stretch goal. And that was pass it What's that? I missed it. Oh, sure we did. Well, you gotta pay attention because this do. program is going yeah. <laughs> here yeah. No, it's um it's uh oh, yeah, I'm multiplayer sure cooperative oh, was airship flight. Yeah.
0: How could I miss that?
2: Yeah, the multiplayer cooperative airship flight means that to fly one of these aeroships, these tall ships of the sky. I mean flying uh, sailing a tall ship is is difficult enough getting one to fly is a complex task and so what what we now are doing as part of the living tome is that everybody gets to take a task at flying the ship
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, someone will be at, someone may be at the helm um, someone may be uh, in the rigging and and setting the sails um mm-hmm. someone else may be working uh, maybe the harpist and be down at the sylph engine and controlling the, um, the, the way the sylph engine I- is working. The
0: way the magic is flowing. And the, the way ship. the magic
2: is flowing within the ship to cause it to, to float and fly. And, and all of these different stations require different things to happen. And all of those different things are connected to each player's stat that is manning those particular stations. But everyone has something to do to get the ship to go and, and has to cooperate verbally between them in, in order to get the ship to properly fly. It's, it's, it's another aspect that, that I think is an example of bringing the play back onto the table as opposed to just staring at the screen.
3: It keeps everybody engaged at all times. It keeps your players... There's not that moment, especially with this app, there's not that moment when one player is just sitting there twiddling their thumbs thinking, well, what am I supposed to be doing? They all now know. No, they've all got a job trying to keep it. No, I, I these, this is a, a, a really cool idea. And plus, there was other things I saw, like you, you can pick locks right there. There's going to be a lock picking app that's basically go, in the app. There's going to be a game where you pick locks so you can actually try mm-hmm. to use your own actual human dexterity instead of just rolling the dice to try to figure out if you can pick that lock or other things like that
2: yes and the complexity of that is tied directly to your character's stats so it is actually easier for a rogue character who's who's got the skill to pick the lock to make that work uh, as opposed to somebody who is you know just sticking their knife in the hole and hoping for the best that's
3: actually that's cool she said. that Oh. Yes, you oh, you knew that was coming.
0: Yeah, you did. Oh. You had to. Yeah. You had to.
1: Somebody had to say it somehow. I knew that was you.
0: You know it's me. It's always me. Well, we should actually tell them a little bit more about the boys. It's interesting. I mean, Joe and Tracy, yes, we've known them for 10 years, but Kim and Joe met each other working at Electronic Arts. That's how they started dating actually, is they were both working at EA, and uh, Kim is an amazing, is our art director, as well as uh, a UI expert. And, um, and then with her and with Joe's programming, this is why our campaign is so beautiful. We have to give Kim that credit right now because of how, um, how well she's done with the art we've, we've got so far, which is, of course, just a small fraction of what, what we will have a very very talented person in her own right
2: yeah we should probably tell people you know as as we as as we're talking about this amazing um, uh, amazing campaign world and this amazing kickstarter that we put together we should probably tell them how to
3: get there
0: well you can go to kickstarter and look up sky raiders or you can go to skyraiders.net
3: or you can click the link that's attached to this podcast. Or you could do
1: that. <laughs> could do that. Whichever is easier prepared. for you. I'm,
3: not, I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: I mean, we're not going to make it easy for any of our listeners or anything. That's we'll right. have two that or right. three different that's links sitting right there for you.
3: You have to guess which one it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's our mini game game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Use the link under this podcast.
2: Yeah, it's you know it's amazing to me the number of people who have been so um, so uh, deeply influenced by uh, all of our work in Dragonlance down through the years. I mean, uh, this was certainly true of Carl Prusser, who was a huge fan. Uh, coming into this, of course, Larry, of course, was there with us uh, from the beginning, and Matt Stowicki, of course, later on came in and was doing art for this. But Joe Manganello, um, he was he he was that he was that boy who lived through our Dragonlance books. He was that young man who read our books when he was young, and came to love it, and and. Uh, uh, and now is is so excited to be a part of this that we're building, as well as so many other things. I mean, there's some pretty exciting things that are going on out there, and and hopefully we'll be able to hear about it soon.
1: So you're at a point now where you're just about finishing up. Well, yeah, you're literally just about finishing this one up
2: this and campaign course, yeah well yeah, yeah we've got what 14 days 13 13 days now that's right
0: so but we're really only a week into it it's kind of funny we're <laughs> in the first third
2: yeah and, and and yet it feels like we're coming to the end really quickly on this yeah it's i'm especially excited to and to get people into the world actually the the story of the world is is so exciting for us and and compelling. Actually, we've
0: been playing. We started playing the game just last week.
2: Oh, that's true. First
0: adventure with uh, a set of players that we play um, on Dragonheart Live.
2: Yeah, you you know we uh, we were ins- we've been inspired by you guys too. You know,
1: so, oh yeah. did we do.
2: Well, we we decided we needed to start streaming. And so oh we started on uh we started on Wednesday nights at uh our local game store here, Mythos Games. And uh every Wednesday night we go down to Mythos Games and at seven o'clock we go live and we stream live uh there on uh Twitch and YouTube and Facebook. Facebook. You all know, at once. All at the same time. Because and oh uh Lord. Oh, yeah, <coughs> we, we we like I say, we we're inspired by you guys because, you know, we, you know, go big or go home. So. Um, so we've been uh, we stream there and we answer questions in chat from all of the sources at the same time, which is pretty remarkable. It's kind of fun. And um, Laura opens two fortune cookies. Yes,
0: yeah, every week, every week,
2: one for the players and one for us and then we usually play a game uh, after that but uh, last week we started um it was actually the first time we we'd done a public playtest uh of sky raiders of oborox
0: and we so it was the first time and then we'll do it again tomorrow
2: yeah we'll do it again tomorrow and and also for a while yet i think mm-hmm. we'll just go ahead and run the
0: oh yeah they seem to totally love it so.
2: yeah excellent yeah, so we stream we we stream that live and uh so I've I've had to learn how to, you know, push buttons and
3: and uh make Turn things look this pretty. Hand. Oh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Now um, you know
1: my pain.
3: Yeah, I was going to say we've never had that problem. Have we ever done? Mm-mm.
1: Never ever ever.
2: So so last Tuesday morning we decided we we're gonna, we announced this. We we're going to stream live. From 8:30 in the morning, our Kickstarter went live at 9 o'clock in the morning local time. So we told her we were going to stream live at 8:30, and and it would be the launch
0: of the century. Of the century.
2: We were yes, <laughs> we were going to launch this this thing with a live stream and uh, the campaign launch, and um, and uh, the time came and I pushed the button and the intro started and and I'm uh, all
0: wearing my pirate hat. Lauren's wearing excited. her pirate hat.
2: She's excited and I'm here and I'm so I'm I'm so intent on what's going on. I have no idea she's wearing her pirate hat. And <laughs> wonderful. I come out of the introduction, the video introduction, and here we are, and we're uh, we're all excited and high energy and banter and Laura looks down at the chat and someone says, You're muted.
0: Oh, no. Uh, oh, no.
2: So here we oh, are, just no. kind of <laughs> flapping our gums at each other and looking kind of mime like, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, then I pushed that. Gee,
1: Priyana, that's never happened to us.
2: Nope, never. Never, <laughs> ever. I've never done that.
1: So, I yeah. can't remember a single time somebody's forgotten to hit the record button.
3: Or unmute themselves when they're supposed to be talking.
1: Never, ever, ever.
3: Yeah, <laughs> my problem is
2: I'm, I will usually not mute myself when I think I'm muted, and that's when I get into trouble. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh.
0: That will get you into trouble, yes. Every time. Mhm.
3: All right, so I guess we have another link we have to put in the uh, the po- the podcast notes is a link to this feed. Yeah, to the Twitch channel.
2: Oh, yeah, and our Twitch channel, our my YouTube channel, we do there with Dragonheart Live. And, and we even, like I say, we do a Facebook. Oh, I'm, I'm all technologically uptown with everything unless it has to do with a mute button, apparently. <laughs> ah!
0: <laughs> well,
3: Facebook is for old people. So, you know, you
2: hey, know. hey,
1: hey, hey, hey. I'm exactly. an old person.
3: Exactly.
1: So, you know, let me be old.
3: Exactly.
2: Yeah, I was wondering why I was getting all of those commercials on my Facebook, and now it makes sense. Oh yeah.
3: Goodness. So when yeah. You start,
2: when you start getting them
1: for the 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 socks that that are compression socks, you know you're in trouble.
2: When I start getting compression socks ads on my Facebook channel, is when I leave. I'm leaving Facebook at that point
1: because. Okay, then I should have left a while ago. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I think we've already come to that conclusion, don't?
1: Thank you, Kriana. I can't You're welcome. Thank you.
2: no. I know. I'm so, so
1: happy. So we've got this Kickstarter, which uh, y- you've already won. You've won the award. Congratulations. The, the only question is, how many of these can you can you get out to people And just, you know, make their lives wonderful and happy. And what's next for Tracy and Laura?
2: Well, we're very, like I said, we're really excited about this. And uh, it's actually kind of funny. This uh, originally, uh, the Boris and and Laura and I uh, wanted to do a board game. And we wanted to do a Sky Raiders. Uh, uh, board game uh, on Kickstarter, but then the more we looked at it, the more we thought, you know, it'd be really great if we could like
0: do a 5e e first,
2: do a 5e e first, and then we could like finance the board game, the board game, for the kick, the you know, set up the board game Kickstarter later on. Well, the 5e e Kickstarter's gone crazy, and so
0: it was sort of us. Well,
2: it was a lovely surprise. Right? It was a lovely surprise. So, you know, we, we may actually go ahead and do the, the uh, associated board game with it, which will provide untold numbers of miniatures for uh, <laughs> everybody in the 5e game. Um, uh, so that's kind of on the horizon. Um, I've uh, – um, we do uh, have uh, very exciting uh, – uh, for us and and uh, I guess I should have called you guys earlier, but um, we'd uh, uh, Margaret Weiss and I are doing a uh, a trilogy in Dragonlance, a new trilogy for Dragonlance. Oh, how um, many
1: years has it
2: been? Oh wow, how long has it been, Laura? Um,
1: I mean, that's been a long time. People have waited for that. Twenty,
0: some thirty. I don't
2: know. It's yeah, been, it's it, yeah. It has been it's been a long time, but we've never. Neither of us, neither Margaret nor myself, have ever been far, very far away uh, from Dragonlance. And and the opportunity just finally presented itself. I mean, for for many many years, it just wouldn't have been possible.
3: But to answer but, your question, 1984, the first book came out. Yes, That's right, okay. So be- Lance is as old as me I'm just saying yep <laughs> yep and, and I'm older than it, but not by much because I remember reading that when I was a teenager,
2: yeah, so so we've it it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful run and and it's been such a um an important part of so many people's lives uh, we get email and are contacted all the time with. Uh, just wonderful stories of of what the world, uh, what the Dragonlance world has meant to people, and I've um, Margaret and I just uh, thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could give um, uh, give all of those uh, fans um, kind of a capstone um, uh, from us uh, for the world. Um, and yeah, Margaret said, okay, tell me a story. And 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 we did, we created this, what I think is really a beautiful um, story, um, a beautiful trilogy um, set in the world. And uh, so excited for it to come out. We actually have finished the first uh, two manuscripts, the first two novels, uh, and they've been accepted by the publisher. Um, But I believe the first book is is scheduled to be published next year. Um, So we're very, very excited to get that into everybody's hands.
3: Well, just, you know, should you want to, you know, get out and publish this book, you know, that really nobody's going to ever be interested in. Nope. Can't Um, imagine
2: anyone ever wanting to read that.
3: Yeah. And you want to, you know you know publicize it on a certain uh, podcast that you guys you guys love coming on. I I think we could, you know, maybe arrange that. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> well, it's very generous of you guys to offer that and, you know, and obviously we're going to want to get the word out uh on 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 this unknown book. So Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We'll 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 contact you guys, and I'm I'm grateful that you're you know generously, Dane, give us a little time
1: for
3: that. <laughs> you're definitely yeah, I mean, not in, one of in our In your papers. spare
1: time, if there's anything else that you know you, you have the time to do, or you you feel like doing, or or you just want to come on and say hi, as you're busy, you know, filling boxes with goodies to send to people and make them smile, you know. Feel free to give us a call and come on by.
2: Well, there's all kinds of stories. I mean, it's been so long. There's all these stories I've saved up that I haven't told.
3: Well, we can't have Go that. on. We can't have that. <laughs> no. That
2: would be I, terrible. I, I should come I should come back and tell you some of the some of the stories about the void.
3: Oh, oh yes,
2: yeah. definitely. Was, yeah. I I I'll tell you what, I will come back. And I, I will tell you the story about. Um, um, no, I won't tell you that story. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, now I think you have to
2: tease. <laughs> um,
0: hey, you know, there is an unknown oh. book. And speaking of. Yes. That we are currently laying out. You know, we've got so many projects going on all at once right now. We are we have actually finished the third book in a series um, of our Dragon's series, and um, it's currently being laid out and will be sent off to the publisher before the end of the year. And for those people who um, a number of years ago signed up for the subscription for these three books, we're so very grateful and we finally were able, (laughs) due to 2020, um, to finish the
2: book. Yes, that's going to be, we're gonna be getting that done here right away. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So that'll be coming to all those who have the
2: subscription for it. I know the story I was going to tell you. The story I was going to tell you is how I came to direct Dan Aykroyd.
3: Good. Let's hear it.
0: So, <laughs> go ahead. Do it, baby.
2: So we did so we did at the void we did Ghostbusters. And we did Ghostbusters, and originally it was done at Madame Tussauds, but then they decided that they wanted to do it, you know, at all of the void locations. And um, we had a, a a a video that is played uh, before you go in and do the VR experience. Uh, that was kind of an orientation and setup story kind of uh, kind of a video. Well, after we got uh, after we decided we were going to do this in all of our locations, we got word, uh, from, uh, Sony, um, that, uh, Dan Aykroyd liked it so much that he wanted to do the opening video. Awesome. So, wow. We thought that was great. And, and so the producer says, okay, I need you to write a new script. For that you know, for Dan Akron, so I wrote a script and then said, Okay, we need these types of things. And we kept going through change after change after change after change in the script. We fly to Los Angeles, I check in at the hotel, I and and I get this message, Oh, we gotta we gotta change the script again. You need to have to change, okay, fine. So, okay, fine. Change the script again. I get a text at three o'clock in the morning. No, it's not right yet. You got to change the script. At three o'clock in the morning in my hotel, I am rewriting the script, okay? Stress. We show up the next day at uh, Ghost Corp uh, on the Sony lot. Yeah, the exterior looks a lot like the fire station. And we go inside and, uh, and I'm still working on the script and the the two producers are sitting across from me and i got this. okay we get the script printed out okay fine and somebody comes and the and the film crew is all set up in in this in the set and they're all set to film and dan's come in we got the script for dan okay and he's going over the script okay fine and then somebody comes up to us and says well okay who's directing <laughs> Good question, and, isn't it? And and the and the line producer said, Well, I'm not directing. And the producer said, Well, I'm not directing. And I was the last one in the line.
0: Not it, not it.
2: Uh-oh. And I okay, <laughs> I'll direct him. So I've got like these pictures of me with a clapboard, because we didn't have enough people for a clapboard. Me directing Dan Aykroyd who's playing Ray Stans. And I'm, I'm thinking, what can I possibly tell Dan Aykroyd about how to play Ray Stans? <laughs> so the job was actually pretty easy. And he was great to work with. I really enjoyed working with him. But this is how I became a Hollywood director.
1: And there you go. And the best part is, how many people can get to say, I directed Dan Aykroyd?
3: I
2: know, right? By the way, I was terrible at it.
3: (laughs) No, I refuse to believe that.
1: It's very difficult for anybody to believe for as as long. It's very difficult for me to believe for as long as I've known you and Laura that anything you set your mind to, you're going to end up being terrible at. And it's been such a joy to reconnect. And it's, you know, there are certain people where you don't see each other or hear from each other for, I don't know, eight years, six years. And it's, you start talking and it's like, you were just talking to him yesterday, and and Tracy, Laura, that's kind of how it feels. Well,
0: thank you. It does, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, it does. Um, uh, we've always loved you guys. Uh, we, we we whenever we've had a chance to sit down and chat, it's always been such a great journey. And I
1: I can't congratulate you enough on on, on Sky Raiders. This is this looks so cool. And so much fun, and I know we've had nothing to do with it, but you've made uh, another ten thousand dollars since we've been talking.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, maybe somebody psychically knows that we're talking I don't
2: clearly. Know. Somebody, does. and what's really funny, of course, is that nobody's heard this yet,
1: so. absolutely not. Nobody's going to hear this till tomorrow, <laughs> in which is even mental
2: projection here at this point, <laughs> and
1: uh. It, it, Guys, if if you knew nothing about what Tracy and Laura do, uh, where the hell have you been, number one? <laughs> Let's start there. Where the hell have you been? It's a fair question. And, and where you need to go is follow the link from this podcast to Kickstarter. Check it out. Then from there, go to Tracy's website. Check out that stuff. Then if you really want to have some fun, Go to Wikipedia and just start clicking links for the hell of it. <laughs> There's some interesting stuff. Not, not
3: anything relevant to the show tonight. Just any link on Wikipedia. <laughs> anything show any link, any one Wikipedia. of them. It all yeah. leads back to Tracy.
1: You will, you will find stuff about Tanzania you never knew. Yep. <laughs> um, guys, I I don't think I've known many Kickstarters that have been funded in 88 minutes. Sky Raiders has, congratulations. Damn, it was good to hear from you again. You know you're welcome back anytime. Thanks for joining us tonight.
2: Thank you. In know, you know, all of the times we've gone through and the difficulties that we've all gone through as, uh, as a world, as a people, it is so important that we all reconnect with friends. It and is. that's what tonight's been about. We're, we're grateful you guys took the time to, to reconnect with us
3: took the time, please. Uh,
1: it, it, was, it was more fun for us than you could ever imagine.
3: More than a barrel of monkeys.
1: More than a barrel of elephants.
3: Oh, no, elephants. Okay. I wasn't
2: going to go there, but you went there. Okay.
1: I went there because I can. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of GraniteCon. Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, and Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you could find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at RobWattsOnline.com, And don't forget to try the Watts sauce. We have. We love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry, You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp and a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie shared pain as lessons, shared joy increased, thus we all refute entropy. Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So unless it's daytime, good night everybody. (laughs)
3: Hello, camera operating nurse, wow!